Welcome to Heart Church. We believe that the gospel has the power to change your whole life or your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. Heart Church, so good to be with you and to join everyone else in welcoming you if this is your first time here or one of the first few times you've been here. Didn't Mama B do so well last week? Oh my goodness, knocked it out of the park and uh, such a good Mother's Day service and uh, yeah we just celebrate it's great great always love the opportunity to celebrate our ladies and uh, yeah you did amazing babe you're at home watching this I love you Um, my joy as always to come and uh, open the scriptures um, for a few moments the title of today's message is Jesus Stars in a horror story. Yes, you heard right. Jesus stars in a horror story. And uh, now I've got your attention. I will begin. I I absolutely, uh, I love a good film. Don't you? I love a good film. And um, really missed going to the cinema um, roll on May 17th I think that's the date Um, in fact uh, you know uh, I was remembering because um, it's our anniversary on Tuesday and it was a year ago uh, on our anniversary that we went into the first lockdown and um, you know uh, can, can you believe that a whole year a whole year but uh, I, do, I was remembering um, as I was preparing this message that we once went to uh, the, the cinema on one of our anniversaries. It was quite a while ago, and I know it was quite a while ago, because you're only going to know this if you've lived in Nottingham for a few years. Who remembers, if you put it in the chat, who remembers the old ABC cinema? The old ABC, a- ABC cinema, it was just up from the Odeon. And uh, we went to the ABC cinema. So that is how long ago it is. And we actually went to go and watch. Why? I do not know. Uh, it's not the film you want to watch on your anniversary. But we chose to watch uh, Schindler's List. In fact, I, I don't even need to be in the room to know my wife is saying, we, we chose nothing. You chose the film. And uh, that is actually true. I chose the film. And um, yeah, uh, a- who remembers the ABC cinema? Uh, I mean, wow. I used to go, I actually used to go to, there used to be a Saturday morning cinema club uh, at the Odeon. That, is, that, that ages me. That, like, some people don't even know what I'm talking about. I thought I'd have a bit of fun, actually, since I was, I was just in that, in that frame of mind. I've got five, five movie quotes, and um, the, uh, the chat's not moving quite quick enough for me to... Uh, to go directly from the, the chat. But I'm just going to, if you know the answer, if you know the answer, uh, you can uh, pop it in the chat. Movie quotes. Okay, here we go. I've, these quotes definitely date me. I've got no doubt about it. And, uh, and I just went for ones that I knew the answer to. Um, okay, first quote. First quote. Here's looking at you, kid. What film's that from? Put it in the chat. Here's looking at you, kid. Okay, second quote. Mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. 
What film is that from? Put it in the chat. Oh, well done, Joe Raper. I can see you there with Casablanca. Come on. Yes. Oh, the Rapers are killing it this morning. Forrest Gump, absolutely right. Okay, use this one. What's this one? Wakanda forever. Come on. We're actually, we're actually shouting it out here. Right here in the studio. We're shouting it out. Yes. Black Panther. What about this one? I'm also just a girl standing in front of a boy and asking him to love her. What film is that from? I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Oh, somebody's coming up now. With a, they've just remembered the ABC cinema. <laughs> yes, that's right. Joe Raper again. Come on, Joe. She's killing it. Okay, one more. One more. One more. You've got to be quick. Hands on the buzzers. Here we go. Show me the money. Show me the money. What film is that from? Are we there? No. Oh, the chat's running a bit late. It's okay. I'm going to say Jerry Maguire. That was Jerry Maguire. I've given the answer now. I don't know. Jerry Maguire. Anyway, that was just a little bit of fun. Because, you know, I said I love films, but I actually, I actually don't like horror films. Now, I'm, listen, if you love horror films, I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you. It's up to you. I'm just one of those people. I probably, only, in my whole life, I, I pro- probably watched two or three and I think two of them were by mistake. Um, you know, it was, it's not my vibe. It's not my thing. Um, and, um, you know, I, I'm the kind of person that kind of stuff plays, plays on their mind. But, uh, you know, I like films with a happy ending. And, and you know, like, if you think about it, most films do have a happy ending. Because, you know what, we've got this need, haven't we? We've got this need for everything to be okay in the end, right? You know, we need Simba to become king. We need the ugly duckling to become the swan. We need the girl to get the guy and the guy to get her girl, his girl rather. So this, is, this was my thinking as I thought around this scripture, Jesus stars in a horror movie. And actually, if you go to this part of the Bible, we're going to read it in a moment. It's actually really amazing because just before the events that I'm about to read to you, there is this massive storm. And it is the perfect setup for a, for a horror movie. There's a massive storm going on. Jesus was asleep in the boat. He rebukes the storm and, uh, and the storm dies down. And they, they, they land and just when they think they're safe, just when they think they're safe, this happens. Mark 5, verse 1. So they went across the lake to the region of Gerasenes. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day, 
among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. And he shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs were feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs. Allow us to go into them. And he gave them permission and the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. And the herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside and the people went out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. And then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave the region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away. And began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. Jesus stars in a horror story. This this man that we meet in Mark 5 was living in hell on earth. The Bible says he was living in in a graveyard. So tormented was he that he would scream out in the night and he would cut himself with stones. He was living in filth and squalor. He was isolated. He was alone. This was hell on earth. I don't know, but can you imagine how intimidating it would have been as this wild man came running onto the beach, screaming, ah, Jesus! What I don't read is the disciples rushing out of the boat to help and protect Jesus in this moment. Very interesting to me. I think they were thinking, they saw this wild man with his crazy hair and, ah, Jesus! And they go, you know what? I think we're just going to leave this one to Jesus. We're just going to let him. He's got this, guys. He's got it. Right there on the beach, this man carried his hell towards heaven. You see, Jesus is a heaven carrier. 
Jesus is not just a good man. He is good news. See, this is what, this is what the gospel is. It is good news. And this man needed that. His life was a living hell. And he needed good news. Jesus, in Mark uh, chapter 1, verses 14 to 15, he says this, talking about John the Baptist, after John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. This is the gospel. Good news for someone whose life is a living hell. They don't need just to be patched up and brushed down. They need some good news, some transformational news. And that is the good news of the gospel. And Jesus was going around saying, hey, the kingdom of God has come near. Believe, believe this good news. Believe that the kingdom has come near to you. This, this really blows out of the water what, what many, many people's concept of heaven is. Because they think of heaven being a place that we go to, hopefully, when we die. It's the, heaven is the destination. It's the place where we end up, hopefully, when we die. But, but Jesus here, he, the, the, the scriptures explain to us that Jesus was bringing the kingdom. He brought heaven to earth. If you turn from your sin, if you believe in who Jesus is and what he has done for you, then we don't just get to heaven when we die. You get heaven on earth, thrown in. This is the power of the kingdom. And the evidence of this is what happened In this man's life. In Mark chapter 5. We read after this this terrifying encounter on the beach. And Jesus had commanded those vile spirits to come out of that man. Mark 5 verse 15 he says. When they came to Jesus. They saw the man who had been possessed. By the legion of demons sitting there, dressed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Gideon talked about uh, when uh, uh, we've recently had Vision Sunday. And uh, and. When we, when we speak about Vision Sunday, we have to come and speak about the ABC of WOW, which is our take on, on, on the gospel, um, anointing, beauty, creativity, leading to a display of God's splendor, Isaiah, from Isaiah 61, which is the WOW. If ever there was a WOW factor, this is the WOW factor. Because when these people saw this man who had, had been set free from these demons, they were afraid because this Transformation was shocking. 
It was shocking because if anybody knew, if anyone uh, knew this man, the whole region knew about him. This was a crazy man. This is, this is, this is uh, uh, the man who would, when he cried out in the night, that, that, that children would run to their moms. It was, a, it was, to be anywhere near him was a terrifying experience. They said that they had given up trying to bind him. Such was the demonic power within him that he had snapped ropes and, and, and chains. Trust me, this man was famous. And they knew the power was in him. And they knew, they knew that that power was too great for him. But now they were afraid because they came face to face with a power that was greater. A power that had subdued this man. He was clothed in his right mind and sat at the feet of Jesus. He was clothed. He was in his right mind and he was sat at the feet of Jesus. Heaven had driven out hell. Order had driven out chaos. Peace had driven out torment. Mark 5 verse 18 says that as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Well, of course. Well, of course he begged to go with him. This man had lived a life of suffering and torment and hell. And he had met heaven in a man. And that heaven had driven out his hell. And he didn't want to be anywhere else but with this man. Jesus, Jesus had starred in his, his horror story and transformed his life. This is the gospel. This is the power of the gospel. It doesn't just patch up, tweak, paper over people's lives, make it look better, make it seem a bit better, bring a slight improvement The gospel is transformational. It takes demon-possessed, crazy men who live in the graveyard and transforms them so that they are clothed in their right mind and at the feet of Jesus. This man had known hell on earth and now he was experiencing heaven on earth and he wanted to be with the heaven carrier he made a good decision that day he made a good decision today that day when he ran to Jesus he ran to Jesus when everything within him would have wanted to be running in the opposite way those demons did not want to be near Jesus but there was there was something in this man that said I've got to run 
to Jesus. I don't know what you're facing in your life right now. You might describe your situation as hell on earth. But I want to say to you, make, make a great decision. Run to Jesus. When you, when you are tormented without and within, run to Jesus. When your burden is too much to carry, run to Jesus. When you, when you've got no one else to run to, run to Jesus. Whatever you are running from, run, run to Jesus. See, when Jesus stars In your horror story, he will give you a happy ending. See, our friend here, so troubled and tormented, he was left clothed in his right mind and sat at the feet of Jesus. Clothed meant the end of shame, humiliation and distress. He'd spent so much of his life looking like his problems. But now he looked like his possibilities. He was in his right mind. Order brought to the chaos of his dysfunctional mind. Let me just linger here a moment. I just, I just, I want to speak this out. God help me, Holy Ghost help me. As I speak this out. Something supernatural happened to this man's mind. He found himself in his right mind. I don't know who you are, but there's someone who needs to hear this. God is more powerful than those tormenting thoughts. God is more powerful than those, those, those thoughts that, that, that trouble you day and night. God is more powerful than those. And he is able to transform your mind. He is able to transform your life by renewing your mind. Just as he did in, in this situation. This man was found in his right mind. I speak over you. I don't know who you are. You might even want to just lay hand on your head, on your mind, right, uh, uh, right now in the name of Jesus. And, and, and Father, right now, we, we thank you that you are a God who transforms people's minds. We thank you that you are a God who brings peace. We thank you that you are a God who has the power through the Holy Spirit to cause, to cause heaven to drive out hell, to, to drive out those, those troubling thoughts, to drive out those tormenting thoughts in the name of Jesus Christ. We believe you that this same Jesus who set this man free can set you free. This same Jesus who who liberated this man can liberate you in the name of Jesus. My God, through the power of the Holy Ghost, he was clothed, he was in his right mind and he was found at the feet of Jesus. He was found at the feet of Jesus. You know, we talked about um, Vision Sunday. That, you know, we don't want to just be a church that, that builds events. Hey, listen, we're going to have events. That's part of who we are. But we, we want to put most of our energy into building people. But the way, the way we build people is by bringing them to the feet of Jesus. 
When you see someone at the feet of Jesus, it, it says something about the transformation that had not only taken a place in what could, people could see that was so obvious, but, but it took a place in, in, in his heart. Because the feet of Jesus was the place of learning. It was a place of submission. To sit at the feet of Jesus was a place of honor. Just by sitting at the feet of Jesus, his whole body language says, this is not about me. It's about him. It's all about him. Do you know who I used to be? Do you know what my life used to be? Do you know the torment? Do you know the pain? Do you know the anguish? Do you know the long, tormenting nights that I have endured? I've just got to get to Jesus. I've just got to be with Jesus. I just want to be with Jesus. I just want to sit at his feet, close to Jesus, the presence of Jesus. I want to say that everything that I've just said there is amazing. Everything I've just said there is fantastic. If anyone has ever been set free, if anyone has ever been liberated, if anyone can look back over their shoulder and say, my God, when I think of where I used to be and look what Jesus has done. I mean, that is great. But this is actually where so many people get stuck. They get stuck about what Jesus has done for me. But what I love about this story, and we can find it in verses 18 to 20 uh, in the Gospel of Mark, it says, as Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed, as you've heard me read already, begged to go with him. And, and Jesus did not let him go. But he said, go home to your own people. And tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. And I want to say, of all the good stuff I've shared already, this is the real happy ending. Not what Jesus, not just what Jesus can do for you, but what Jesus can do through you. Jesus transformed his life, but he gave him a purpose. He didn't just save him from something. He saved him for something. He delivered him from the past, but gave him a future. My God, somebody needs to hear that this morning. Jesus isn't just somebody who sets you free from your past. He gives you a future. He gives you a purpose. He is the way maker. He will move mountains out of the way. He will divide seas. He will do whatever is necessary to make a way for you. The man, as we've said, begged to go with him, I find it interesting that Jesus didn't give the man what he wanted. You know, to follow Jesus isn't just that I get everything that I want. He begged Jesus for this. And Jesus said, no, you, you, you can't go with me. He didn't, he didn't give him what he wanted, but he, he gave him what was needed. And his obedience proved 
that he didn't just look different. He, he, just, he didn't just look different. He was different. Jesus said, no, you can't come. And the man didn't kick off. He said, okay, Jesus, whatever you say. Whatever you say. Are you fighting something today? Are you battling with something? Are you begging Jesus for something? And it's, it's like he's saying, I know you want that, but I need you to do this. This man did what Jesus asked him to do. His purpose was this. The power of his transformation story was so powerful that it would convince others that what Jesus had done for them, he could, him he could also, he could also do for, for them. His transformation was so powerful. He said, go, go and tell people. Go and show people. Go and show people what I've done, how God has had mercy upon you. Jesus was sending him out as a heaven carrier. Can you believe today that Jesus is sending you as a heaven carrier? That same spirit that was on Jesus was now on him to see people's hell transformed to heaven on earth. Jesus said this, I love him. He said, go home to your people. Go home to your people. Let me ask you, who are your people? Who are your people? Jesus didn't send him to everybody. He said, go to your people. He gave the man a mission and the man, the man went to Decapolis. That's, what, um, uh, that's where he went. Decapolis means 10 cities. Mm, I wonder where I've heard that before. He went with his story to 10 cities. To say, hey, let me tell you what Jesus did for me. Let me tell you what my life used to look at me look like. You look at me now, you, you can't believe what I'm about to tell you, but I need you to know that my life was a horror story, but there was someone who came to star in it. And he transformed it. Who are your people? Your family, your office, your school, your university, your place of work, your neighbors. I don't know who your people are, but I don't know. We've heard today we've got Good Friday coming up. We've got Easter Sunday coming up. Maybe, maybe you could go to your people and say, hey, why don't you uh, join me watching this online? Tell them how much the Lord has done for you. Jesus had taken something impossible and made it possible. Because with God, all things are possible. Maybe you're listening today and you need to hear that Jesus could star in your horror story and transform it into a happy ending. There's no horror story so bad that Jesus can't transform it. Let's pray. Holy God, we come before you in this moment. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you're still in the business of transforming people's lives. 
You don't just patch them up and prop them up. You utterly transform them. Holy God, I pray for anyone today who has wandered from you or who has never really known you. I pray that in this moment, right now, they will will find the ability to turn to you, that something inside of them, they might not physically run like this man did on the beach, but something in them will run to you so that your heaven can drive out their hell. Maybe where you are right now, If you're able to, you might just want to pray quietly to yourself. If you have wandered far from God or or you don't even yet know him, maybe you could pray this prayer right now. Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for all the wrong things I've done, but I come to you and I thank you right now for the power of the cross. I thank you that through the cross, As I turn away from my sin, as I repent, I receive forgiveness. The old is gone. The new has come. My past is forgiven. I have a brand new hope. I have a brand new future. And by faith, I receive it now. Lord, my life has been filled with horror and torment. But I believe. That just as you helped this man, just as you set him free, just as you transformed his life, you can transform my life too. I give you my heart. I give you my life. Jesus, I'm all in. Jesus, I'm all in. Even as I'm saying that right now, someone needs to say it. Jesus, I'm all in. I'm not messing around anymore. I'm all in. Thank you, Father, that you are in the business of transforming lives. I thank you, Father, that your spirit is as powerful today as it's always been. We thank you that you take our horror stories and you give us a happy ending. God bless you. Gideon's going to come and tell you, if you responded today, what you, can, what you can do today. Loads of love. Speak to you soon. You've come to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.